0: During this episode of Creative Digest, we did have some technical difficulties. There were some sample rate issues when recording the podcast. So that is your precursor. You have been warned. There are some audio issues, but the content is still great. Um, And me and Aiden Britton talk for a good 55 minutes and it is just pure content. And uh, I hope you guys can still enjoy it. What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of Creative Digest, where we sit down and talk with other creators and creatives, talk about their processes and their experiences. Today, I'm joined by none other than Aiden Britton. It's Britton, right?
1: Yeah. Like okay. The, like, like the country.
0: Like the country. That's honestly how I remembered it. I'm not going to lie. No,
1: easiest way to do it, honestly.
0: But not spelled like the country, right?
1: No. no. Ah, that's a shame. Yeah.
0: Aiden, well, Aiden, Aiden. It not filmed... go too well that way. It didn't?
1: It would work out way oh, too well. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, it would. That would be uh, too ironic if mm-hmm. you would. Are you British at all? No. Oh, dang. No, no so, but you are you are a film major. Yes. Here at UC. More specifically, CCM. I don't want to take away that title from you by saying you're a UC student. You know? Right. Um,
1: oh, we all are Cincinnati students. Huh? We are,
0: we are, we are. Um. Media production. What is your emphasis? Like what what do you like specifically in media production? So
1: media production like the way they do it at CCM here. It's really it's just an umbrella term like yeah. It's one of those things where it's like you're, you know, more film side but we still take basically the exact same classes. Um and then are you required to have a minor? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So same here. So uh I'm actually double majoring so I'm doing media production marketing.
0: Oh shoot. I'm minoring. Well, as of right now, mm-hmm. I'm minoring in communications. That's nice. a pretty. But yeah. I, but I think it was because I just liked the minor so much. The or sp- the class that I'm taking right now, I liked so much that I'm like, let me minor in communications because I want to take Similar persuasion and civic engagement. That yeah. was why. Um, I mean, plus
1: there's so much you can do with communications.
0: Yeah, it's a pr- that that is a blanket term. That is oh, a blanket yeah. major. Um, mm. dude, this is not a. Not these these are so good though. Let me tell you.
1: Yeah, I'm out here featured with water.
0: <laughs> these those are so good. I've actually it's, never had Prime. Dude, wow. I wish I would have brought an extra uh, bottle. Dude.
1: First looking Paul? get him sponsored I'm the going
0: to send this clip to them because I would love to be sponsored.
1: Imagine that your first
0: My first sponsorship is, is from Prime? Prime.
1: That'd be crazy. Out of nowhere. That'd be crazy.
0: Anyway, it's a great drink. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to promote it even without even without uh, being sponsored. But, okay, so you're a film media student. You, uh, you're a second year, right? Yep. You're not, not a little freshman anymore. No, you've, you've been in the game for a while. You have some skin in the game, if you will. I don't think so. What, what, what would you say are, like, challenges? No, let's start with the good. Let's start with the good. What do you like about film school?
1: Well, I mean, it's probably one of the same things I love about college in general, and it it ultimately comes down to the people you meet. I mean, Mm. it's one of those things where you go to CCM versus, like, the engineering building. You're going to come across a lot of different people. Uh, It's one of those things where it's like, I like working on different sets, uh, you know, whether I'm working audio, video, it really doesn't matter. You're going to meet so many, like, insightful people that are going to teach you a lot. That's one thing that I, like, really love about it. And on top of that, it's just one of those things where you get to, you know, flex your creative muscles and... Really pursue something more specific to you. That was a great answer. Thank you.
0: Couldn't <laughs> I didn't even send him these questions. That was a great answer.
1: Um, okay, so
0: what do you not like about film school? Like, what are the parts that your professors aren't going to tell you when you're applying? What What are the what are the, and I know this is like pretty deep for the first three minutes and forty six seconds, but
1: so I'm going to I'm going to answer this two ways. The okay. first way is the one that I initially think when you go what do you not like about film school. The second one's the actual answer you're going to be looking for. Okay. okay. So the first one I hate is when it's one of those things you become, you know, you get to know so much more about film, uh media, anything in general that you watch through a screen. Mm-hmm. You can tell how edits are done, you can tell oh, how certain camera yeah. angles are shot, stuff like that. So it's one of those things where I am the worst person to go see movies with. Or, yeah. like, I'm the worst person to watch movies with at all because I'll see something and it'll either bug me or be like, oh, wow, that's super yeah. cool. It doesn't even matter if I'm watching it with people. I'm still thinking about it. Oh, 100%. So it's one of those things where it's like you can enjoy movies so much more, but also you're much more of a critic, uh-huh. which I've never seen myself as, so I'm kind of just like... Dang it. Oh, well. comes with the comes in the industry. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, I would say the other thing, it's one of those things where... You really have to play to your strengths. Okay. Uh, It's one of those things, film school is very rewarding, but also it can be very punishing. It's also extremely competitive, like a lot of industries. So for me, it's one of those things where I've definitely had to work on things like coming into college. I mean, when I was in high school, super unorganized. So that was one thing that immediately I had to get better at was, you know, going through all pre-production, everything, making sure I was managing my time out. So that way, when it actually came to filming, that I was, you know, had my right headspace and that I had everything I needed. So...
0: It's one of those things where you learn. That sounded like a positive, but I don't know if that was the negative. It was that well. Like it's a positive. one of
1: those. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's one of those things where, I mean, you have to work really yeah. hard, just like anywhere else. Yes. Yes, and and I think playing off of your second
0: point was it's extremely competitive. Mm. It like it is. It's like, and and that was honestly something that uh, Kevin Burke told me whenever yeah. like I, I I started the application big, process. Big Kevin Burke fan. Big Kevin Burke fan. <laughs> he uh was telling me, he was like, yeah, we, like, nothing but promote healthy competition and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I love that. Because, like, now I, like, see other people succeeding, and it just drives me to want to succeed yeah.
1: more. Or, I mean, it's one of those things where I'll, I'll definitely see something like, ah, why do I think of that? N- yeah, that, uh, like, too. That, like, too. <laughs> like, ah, oh, damn, they did that so well. Man, if only I would have, like, yeah. you know. Oh, well.
0: I was trying to give, like, the political answer, oh, but no, you're right, you're right.
1: It's one of those things where it's, yeah... We keep it real here.
0: Yeah. We do. We do. We we keep it... Yeah, we do keep it real. Because they, there's a lot of times, like, I'll watch somebody else's, like, piece, or, like, I'll read somebody's script, or, you know, like, in my screenwriting course and all this kind of stuff, and they'll... Like, they'll just come up with some, like, crazy dialogue, and I'm mm-hmm. like, dang it. That's good. How did I not
1: think of that? I mean, another thing about going... Completely off, but another thing that I love about film school is yeah. I don't have to take math classes because mm. I'm such an English guy. However, I screwed myself by going into marketing, so you still have to take math classes. Oh well,
0: of some some. Do- yeah. What what type of math classes are in marketing? It's Just
1: like uh, applied calc. Oh okay. Which it, it's not hard. I'm See, just really bad at math. I was never a calculus guy, and no, by I never always,
0: calc- I never took it. I never took calculus. I took
1: pre-calc. I, mean, I did not. But I I was never one of the. i have always like been good at like writing. Oh That's yeah it. yeah. That's it.
0: Where did you? And I, I, I completely skipped over this question. We really just jumped into it with, with me not even asking the initial question of where, when did you like get into film? When did this happen for you?
1: Well, it actually wasn't more so film. It was more, more so, well, in high school, a huge, huge music guy okay. really wanted to go into music performance and music education. That was really? the original plan. Um, however, COVID-19 happened, all that fun stuff. And it was one of those things where I was like, you know, maybe I don't want to do this. Like, Mm -hmm. because, you know, if I want to perform, gig work is such a big part of it. And it's one of those things where you never know what happens. Yeah. So it was one of those things where I started looking at, like, oh, what other things make me happy uh, that I want to, like, potentially pursue as, you know, a senior in high school knowing as much as I do. But uh, I was a huge tech guy in high school, um, you know loved being like around audio equipment working with audio uh loved doing like setting up lighting presets all that fun stuff so it's one of those things where i was like well you know why not combine, you know lighting audio i did some video yeah. stuff uh but not much and it was one of those things where i just started slowly getting into it i already did photography and i was like you know i'll try it out come to college for it and you know here we are now really enjoying it
0: Dope. So, yeah wow okay so Ra- that, that's a later answer than I've heard other people talking about. Um, like, whenever I have some people on the podcast they're like, ah, when I was a kid, you know? Uh, no. And so, which is really cool. I really enjoy that answer because a lot of people who listen to the podcast are either just trying to figure it out, they, they they never even would have thought about listening to a creative podcast until I'm like, hey, you should listen to this creative podcast. And then, like, it just starts sparking things, right? Mm. And, of of just, like, ideas. And so, like, with that being said, I really enjoy that you said that because of like the the principle of like it's never too late to decide or make a decision or make a move or whatever. Like that's like a it's a profound profound idea of you being like just because I had my had my mind made up before, mm-hmm. you weren't scared to like make a pretty major shift, as in switching
1: what you're gonna study in school I right mean, before. Yeah, and it's definitely one of those things. Like yeah, I was at you know eight years old filming. Yeah. You know, movies with my friends on, you know, an iPhone 3. But, I mean, yeah, we're, I mean, we're in school. I mean, I'm inspired by so many people, such as yourself. And it's one of those things where, you know, I'm still learning. There's, I have plenty of, oh gosh. Yeah. I have the rest of my life to learn yeah. stuff from people. So, I mean, yeah, it definitely comes down to, you know, just got to do whatever, you know,
0: inspires mm-hmm. you. No, right and
1: back I, down to the simplest I, part. I, I enjoy that because, uh,
0: I mean, I, I said it a couple episodes. Do you know Evan? Um, name? Kaka Kotapori, I don't think so. Oh well. Anyway, um, on an episode that I did with him, mm-hmm. like maybe a month ago at this point, we talked about like allowing yourself and not getting your le- like not letting your ego get so big that like you're not willing to become like a beginner again, or right. you're not willing to learn and all this kind of stuff, and like we really really dug into that about like it's not about getting good at your craft it's about getting good at learning and all mm. this kind of stuff and so like th- to me that was just so revolutionary and like uh, yeah just him bringing up a point like that was just like yeah of course like
1: no, why no, well, I, I agree
0: with that nobody nobody is good enough nobody is is better than learning nobody's like mm. above the the idea of like some kind of gradu- greater education Whether it comes from a college or an institution, that's up to you. Oh, yeah. But, like, if you're not actively growing your mind and stretching yourself, like, for me, YouTube only went so far. And it was now time for me to be like, let me put myself in an environment, film school, to just, like you said, flex that creative muscle. Mm. Like, just get into an environment where everyone around me is just as excited about film as I am where everyone around me is better or just as good or whatever it is than I am. And it's just like we keep pulling each other to become greater creatives. And it's like, but if I would have let my ego get in the way and say I had it figured out, then I wouldn't have learned as much as I have so far.
1: The way I viewed it coming into college, um, especially film school, it's one of those things where, you know, you're 18. Um, I was lucky that I you know, grew up around Cincinnati for most of my life. So mm. it's one of those things where it's like I had an idea of where I was going to be. But, I mean, when you come into something such as film school, I mean, I feel like a lot of people can relate to this. I always just thought to myself, like, everybody's in the same position. And I same thing comes to, like, when I'm trying to, like, try something new for, you know, film or something. Um, and I'm not sure if it's going to work. It's one of those things I always just say, like, go out, try it. Doesn't work, doesn't work. You'll figure it out. And, I mean, it's one of those things where it's, like, when it comes to ego, like, you can't know everything, especially as, you know, a second year in college.
0: Yeah. You know I
1: mean unless you're making multi-million dollar blockbusters then call me but um, yeah literally <laughs> uh i always thought to myself it's one of those things where you can learn from anybody for anything and it's one of those things where not always will people have a, like an answer to a question you might have you have to like go out and like innovate and either find the answer you're looking for or create something better
0: yeah no 100 um and, and that's what like college has just like forced me and it like it's honestly provided, at least, you know, so far, like it's provided resources and like people who have been like, it was specifically some of my professors. Like, I've just been like, Hey, like this movie that like, cause we, I had to do, like I had to literally write a feature length script for mm-hmm. one of my classes, my final. And, uh, I told him, I'm like, yo, I want to make this movie. Like, I want to eventually turn this into a screen ready script and all this kind of stuff. And, um, So with that being said, like, he's like, okay, cool. Then that means, like, I need you to, like, be willing to stay after class so that we can, like, I can coach you through it. Because, like, the grading scale for Mm -hmm. just getting the project done is much lower than he thinks it's going to need to be screen ready and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, but to me, that just speaks miles about the types of, like, and obviously not all professors are this way, Mm -hmm. but the willingness that people around you and the professors are to see you succeed. Oh, yeah, no. They're so willing to just be like, oh, no, don't don't, don't knock over the sunny, <laughs> don't don't knock over the pita chip boxes. <laughs> the worry. amount of people that have commented on the pita chip boxes really? is absurd, absurd.
1: You don't have you don't have a little mini tripod?
0: No, I don't have another mini tripod. Okay, <laughs> I broke I broke the oh. the quick release plate.
1: Oh no. Yeah.
0: That so rough. that that was that, but it's okay. The pita boxes are no, always they, sitting right there. Work. They always sit back there. Nobody's—they're t- empty. Nobody's touched huh. them. So I'm like, all right. That's yeah. what I'm gonna use. For those listening, my Sony is sitting on top of two townhouse Kellogg's brand of pita boxes, Mediterranean herb crackers.
1: Oh man, hey.
0: That's a great segue. Yeah, What's your favorite movie? movie? Ah, favorite
1: movie. <laughs> mm. So the, the most one,
0: basic film question.
1: Yeah, no, obviously. I mean, it's one of those things where you can break it down by genre. But honestly, for some reason, one of my favorites, and goes back to being a musician and going through this, uh, essentially the same struggle, except not, you know, filmed, uh, Whiplash, mm. featuring Miles Teller, mm-hmm. J.K. Mm-hmm. Simmons. Phenomenal movie. I um, haven't okay. seen it. about a drummer. Everybody probably has at this point after the whole Miles Teller uh, Fad, yeah, seriously.
0: After he became
1: a god of the after Maverick Men. and he exploded, I was like, Yeah, I saw some of his other, you know, low lower budget films before other people. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd say another like close second up to be La La Land, uh, absolutely love that. Um, phenomenal soundtrack. Yeah, I can those are great I can answers. Those are
0: great answers, and it, w- here's why. And I touched on this just before the podcast. The script that I'm writing is. So heavily inspired by Whiplash and La La Land. Those mm-hmm. two specific movies, it's insane. Oh.
1: They're incredible. Uh, dude, yeah, gosh.
0: I've I've probably seen La La Land one too many times. Like oh, I've I've gosh. watched it enough times to where it's like that has to be your favorite movie.
1: i I literally only saw that movie because my twin sister was like, Aiden, you're gonna love this.
0: You have a twin sister?
1: You've definitely known this. No. Yeah, no, I have <laughs> a twin sister. She goes to U of Miami. That's but, um, such cat, dude. You don't have a twin sister. I'll literally sh- do you want me to pull up a photo right now. You're I'll lying. Show you after the cast, but. Wow. um No, she she was originally like, Aiden, like, you're gonna love it. Like, you yeah. should Totally check out this movie, and I was like, nah. Because it's more of the, it's, for those who haven't seen it, it's more on the you know musical side. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was like going through a fade of like, no, you know, not, not my type of me- movie. Like, I don't like to normally sit down and watch full musicals at that time. Mm-hmm. No, I obviously enjoy them a lot more, but phenomenal movie.
0: Wow. I'm just still sitting over here astonished that you have a twin sister. That is just.
1: That was the biggest breakthrough that will ever happen on this podcast. Literally. I
0: don't know. I, we could probably stop the show from this point on. You know, the amount of friends that I have that go to U of Miami, it is
1: yeah, uncanny. It's, it's
0: uncanny. I could probably go there and know just as many people that I know here, which is insane. All to right, me. that's a
1: lot. Yeah, no, I know a lot of people from like high school that went there, but not that many people. Like, because I just like, I, I like this friend. It's like, oh, you go to U of Miami. It's
0: like, oh, you go there too. Your sister.
1: Yeah.
0: I know her now. <laughs> I know of her. I, I that's just. Wow. Twin sister and everything. I mean, that's wild. Did you guys ever consider going to school together?
1: No. Wow. Um, Well, I, for me, it was between, uh, CCM here at UC or IU's, uh, Jacob's School of Music. So those were always originally my plans. Um, for her, she was pretty much just going to go anywhere, really. She was going between, like, Purdue and... Miami and very a few smart. Others, she's yeah. smart,
0: isn't she? Oh, a lot smarter like than academic. Miami.
1: Like academically? Yes, yeah, a lot smart. Yeah, yeah. That it, it was one of those things where, you know, in high school, uh, grade forts come out and, you know, she's getting mm-hmm. 4.0 and I'm like I want to go to film school. <laughs> Literally,
0: you're like, "Sorry, mom. I I I I did maintain a 3.7 or something, 3.8."
1: I definitely was. I was maybe like a 33. So it wasn't that yeah. bad, but like compar- You were you compar- were an A-B student um yeah no pre-calc definitely brought that down though
0: but and i i have to say it now sorry to all of my high school teachers i cheated on 90 percent of the projects that we had 100 no, percent. sorry about Best way that to do it. um projects homework all of it even tests i would figure out a way i was an animal i'm, I'm glad we we're the same way because... speaking spe- speaking of school all right speaking of school all right. do you think honest answer do you think in 2022 film school is needed Yes. Short answer? Yes.
1: Okay. Extended wow.
0: answer. Hot take on saying yes, yes. in 2022. So, go ahead.
1: Now, now here's, my, here's how I look at okay. it. Okay. Short answer will be needed. Yes. Okay. But you will have people who are outside of that bubble. You're going to have independent creators who have been doing, you know, since like freshman year high school, growing on their skills, getting very good at it, and they can immediately go into some form of, you know, you could start out off as a, you know, uh, PA. You could immediately go into just video editing, something small, you know, show people you know what you know. Go from there. So yes, you can do that. Okay. However, I feel like it's one of those things where, you know, a lot of big names are not going to have that figured out so mm-hmm. quickly. Well, mm-hmm. up and coming, you might have people that like us who are going to, you know, film school now, sophomores on a podcast, doing our own thing, and then, mm-hmm. you know, eventually because of this connections we make leads to bigger experiences which leads to you know, better roles.
0: That's how I view it. I agree. That's a good. Gr- that's a great point. Um, For me, I'm not married to the idea of finishing film school.
1: All right, yeah. But what
0: I am married to the idea of is I saw film school as an opportunity 100%. to do what we talked about earlier, as in flex the creative muscle, meet all kinds of insane mm-hmm. people. That, to me, is what I'm paying for. Oh, 100%. And then finally is the stepping stone that it is facilitating it is quite literally setting up Creative Digest, the oh, podcast yeah. that I'm extremely, extremely passionate about. It's something that like, started even before film school is now taking, taking like, a step up. And obviously it has so much room to keep growing, to like keep taking steps up. Um, somebody just walked into the other room yeah. and it really distracted us. Well, um, I just came
1: out of class with him too.
0: Oh, did you really? I love Luke. He's uh, the audio guy, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Um, but anyway, is... Coming here, meeting people, all this kind of stuff, but then utilizing the resources that the that the school mm-hmm. provides. Like, I personally would have never had a, a mixer like this, or you know, four Audio Technica, you know, condenser mics, all this kind Seriously. of stuff. Like, this is something that I would have never yeah, just good. had access to. We got a
1: good setup here on the Creative Digest.
0: We do, we do have a good setup on <laughs> Creative Digest, and that's all thanks to me being at film school. Yeah, I say all that to say, film school provided.
1: and I feel like after hearing what you said it really brings like to simplify my point more it's one of those things where I do believe film school is important because there are certain things that you will not get if you do not go to film school sure but I do feel like a lot of like if we're going strictly content spend enough time on YouTube you could probably figure it all out 100% 100%.
0: if you're talking about strictly knowledge to brain the the
1: amount of times I've wanted to learn how to do an effect and I just go to YouTube figure it out to implement it into a project Literally every time I work on something,
0: hundred percent, and 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 that and that's where I think that uh my point c- comes to is if I have an opportunity that's going to take me away from school, mm-hmm. but I see it as the next step.
1: Yeah, I view I view my career.
0: lives in steps. I don't know what the goal is. I don't have a goal right now, but is as long as I view it as a step up for my career, then oh, yeah. no, I uh, then totally I'm gonna that. take that right. 100%. Like if there's like a come be, a, which obviously this wouldn't happen this early, but come be a cinematographer on a film set in Germany or mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, okay, I'm not staying here just like, you know what I'm saying? What like, you mean? You don't want to stay in Cincinnati? I, I love Scentsy. Oh, it's yeah. so far been uh, a, a, a baller experience. I just said yeah. baller in
1: 2022.
0: Uh, I was going to gonna. Wow. Ugh. I feel icky after saying that.
1: You just followed baller with icky.
0: I, I'm going to quit the podcast, dude. I give up, man. This New is,
1: host, Aiden Britton.
0: Literally, please take over. You know what? And I'm going to say this live. Oh, boy. I need people, and you can be a part of this, I need people to fill out applications. I need a co-host. I'm done. Are you? I'd
1: be so done. That'd be awesome. Because,
0: be so uh, and, 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 and people who are listening, that's why I want to say it live. Do you think Aiden could be a good co-host? Comment yes
1: for 20% off Prime.
0: <laughs> Comment yes for 20 Percent off Prime, yes. And because here, here's here's my here's my need for a co-host, and here's why. And then we'll get back into actual Mm -hmm. topics. Is conversation's good Mm one-on-one? It's great. But I think if there can be chemistry built that's already established in a room, and then you add in a guest, oh yeah, or even two guests, or two two guests, then you're nothing but success can come from that. Yeah, because there's like it took us twenty-three minutes. We probably got there way sooner, but we're in like a really nice nice, rhythm nice rhythm, with the talking, yeah. with, uh, I don't know, like the banter's good, all that kind of stuff, but it's like, what if it could be that good all the time from the get-go because we establish it, and then the guests, they warm up.
1: Now, I'm assuming since this podcast actually exists, did you ever have conversations with your friends in high school like, guys, this should, we should, totally, this should have totally have a podcast? Be a podcast. Yes, yeah. literally <laughs> I could go to my notes from like senior year of me and my friends going, guys, we should make a podcast. The, the one thought every male above the age of 16 has had once in their life.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yes. And the amount of times we're like, dude, just put the phone in the middle of the table and we'll all sit around and talk and turn on voice memos. Like, oh, my gosh, dude. Yes. Or like because you'll like be sitting in the car and somebody's like, dude, why aren't we recording this? This would make a great podcast. Yeah, dude. I've That'd be great. I've heard that so many times. Uh, me and my like high school best friends, uh, Tanner Keegan, like just that group of people. We we wanted to start a podcast, and um, we just we, well we talked about it. We actually like did were intentional about coming up with a name. Yeah. We even recorded an episode.
1: No, it's exciting stuff. But man. it was just
0: like uh it like it didn't have any mm. like structure or guidance. Like there was no topic. Yeah. Whereas Creative Digest is well, it has a topic. At least to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like if you ever look at any professional I mean, if we're sticking to podcasts, yeah. You have to have some level of professionality. And then on top of that it's just you know, there has to be you have to have the topic of, like, why are people going to click on this? And then, of course, it comes to personalities and just levels of interest. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's no formula. If there was a formula, we all, would all have middle school podcasts.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah, we would have been famous in middle school. I would have been the Joe Rogan of Taze Alley West oh, Middle my gosh. School. But uh, I wasn't. At my
1: high school uh, recording booth, just going, all right, guys, welcome back.
0: The amount of people, which has been a compliment but the amount of people who are like which I just hate this comparison cuz I hate the Joe Rogan podcast I hate
1: it and I've actually never watched it, it,
0: it to me it's a waste of time like Joe Rogan he just feeds into conspiracy theories yeah, all this kind of stuff I just stuff. see headlines it's whatever right like but the amount of people that come up to me and I guess it's a compliment because he's so famous but I don't take it as a compliment because I hate him is people are like you're you're the you're the Joe Rogan of the film world
1: oh my gosh
0: like you're like I'm like hey.
1: stop like <laughs>
0: No, don't ever... Hopefully, s-
1: hopefully numbers-wise. I, ho- yeah, I wish number numbers-wise. Push us to number one on Spotify. Let's
0: go. Push us to number
1: one on Spotify. Prime, sponsor us. Have you seen uh, what Markiplier did? I've seen Markiplier, yeah. So, for those who don't know, uh, like Ashton, Markiplier did oh. a thing where... Are you talking his-
0: about Usa's on it? Usa on it? Yeah, so his,
1: podca- his podcast. If he, gets, oh. if he gets his podcast, if all of his viewers get it to number one on Spotify and Apple's podcast, he's going to make an OnlyFans.
0: No way. So that,
1: that's our next goal. Number one, Spotify, Apple Podcast. It'll probably take a few years. Are we trying to beat Markiplier? We, we, we have to set the goals strong. We uh, do. Off of the beginning. So OnlyFans at number one. Yes.
0: If I become number one on Spotify, Apple Podcast, passing Markiplier. We forget about this Aiden. in like
1: seven years. It's like, oh shit. We actually have We years. become
0: number one. And it's just like uh, OnlyFans has been like bought out by somebody else. But like.
1: That's good. That's, good. That's the way it's gonna be. I <laughs> right. Wow. We. I was going I was just thinking. Yeah.
0: So derailed. <laughs> we so derailed from the topic conversation. <laughs> I don't
1: know where we went. With that. But it's
0: okay. The, ban- the banter was great.
1: The banter was great.
0: Do you know what's the most annoying thing about the Sony in what? all DSLRs? Let me just let me just get on Here my I've, technical soapbox for a, a second. I've
1: Sony. So I want to hear this.
0: DSLRs across hmm. the board, except for the new Canon. R6s yeah. or whatever just came out. All of them have a 30-minute continuous recording cutoff. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So I have to keep looking over here, and as soon as it gets right around the 30-minute mark, I have to stop it and restart the recording.
1: Oh, I actually... Oh, I've never knew that, but also I don't record for that long on no. my Sony. So. Well, like, my
0: yeah. iPhone can record for an hour and a half. Why can't my Sony... The Innovation of
1: oh my gosh that yeah. honestly that was that was one of this 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 is it actually probably, it, honestly if we it probably is just as a continuity thing of like oh they left their camera on record but I don't I don't see why that would just be like yeah. a default impl- like implement tool. yeah
0: the well the R six now you can record for six hours straight like to me now that's obsessive that's just a timeline <laughs> like I don't I don't get it man I don't get it but what do you think? Well,
1: do you have a favorite camera?
0: Just like, mm. before I go into next do you have a favorite camera?
1: My camera is the best answer for that. Uh, <laughs> yes. Sony Alpha 7 Three, uh. Love it. I got it. Wow, you said Alpha. There. That just threw me for a loop. Yeah, I don't know why. But... <laughs>
0: no, I. It. it's good, it's good.
1: Alpha series. Even though all the DSLRs now are all part of the Alpha universe. Yeah. But, yeah. 7 Three. That's uh, a great camera, dude. No, it's a great, great camera, camera. If, especially since I'm balling constantly on a budget. Because college. So
0: having that nice of a camera is just like.
1: Yeah no it's it's solid. Um I it's one of those things where it's like I also I haven't messed with like many like high professional like, you know, cinematography grade cameras. So it's like th- that's the camera that I'm always using for any of my work.
0: What class is What classifies a cinematography grade camera? Um the person behind it or the camera.
1: Ooh, well, you know. Yeah. Person up, person up to a certain <laughs> yeah. point, but all no, I'm saying. That's true. A person yeah. up up to a certain point, but I feel like it's one of those things where, for the person, yeah, you have to be a good camera operator. But also, it's like you. I don't think it's more so you have to be a good camera operator. My hot take is you have to have the knowledge and insight to be able to use the camera to its oh, fullest extent. A hundred percent. That's hundred percent. How I hundred percent. Yeah, like you can be a good camera operator. You can know how to hold a camera, but if you don't
0: understand. That you know the film industry is that you shoot at mm-hmm. you know twenty three point nine eight frames per second, but then your shutter speed has to be one over forty eight. Yeah. But it doesn't shoot at one over forty eight most DSLRs. You have to go to one over fifty, and the fact that in in professionals can tell the difference between one over forty eight and one over fifty, like that type of stuff, and like the fact that you don't crank your shutter if you want to get darker, and, and I mean, that you
1: keep your eye, like just like random oh information. Yeah. And it's one of those things when it's like what iPhones can shoot four K now. Yeah, it's like.
0: So Which this is in 1080, because yeah, I'm I like, it's just not that big It's one of those deal. things
1: that's like, you can still tell, like, if I'm shooting on my camera in 4K versus my iPhone in 4K. Oh, 100%. Like, you can easily night and day see the difference. But, but,
0: but that goes into sensor science, color science, mm-hmm. um, the, the speed of your, the, your aperture speed. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Shout out
1: just, to the Sony engineers behind that. Quality
0: glass. I mean, it's just,
1: yeah. Well, Canon did it first. I, I probably. Um, I don't actually know.
0: In the sense of they like patented color science.
1: Oh, didn't know that.
0: Yeah, which is crazy to me, and that's why everybody's like, "I love the Canon look." You heard people ever say that?
1: I probably have at some point. If probably not recently, but it's definitely something I've probably heard.
0: Yeah, I mean, people. Yeah, they say it, and it's which I agree with. I do agree with because I started on a Canon. I started on a Canon Rebel T three I, um, and I mean. My some my first weddings, my first gigs, all that kind of stuff was filmed on a Rebel T3I, and that's why on the podcast I preach so much of it's not about the gear, it's about the person using oh, 100%. the gear. You know, well, and it's more of a, a, a like a limitation thing. It's like a I want to get started in film, so how do I get started? Use your iPhone mm. if you want to get started. But then as soon as you as a creator maxes out your iPhone. You stewarded your, the, what you, the lowest what thing you, you had to
1: do, you can no longer do. On your exactly.
0: Device. And then you take your step up. Oh, then 100%. you max that out. Then you take, like, for me, it's like, I want to like my dream camera, you know, to, to have in my arsenal, obviously is like an Arri Alexa. Who, oh, 100%. Who's, who's isn't right. Like it's just got that digital grain look, mm-hmm. but on a digital or film grain look, but on a digital camera, obviously you can get it with an anamorphic adapter, like all this kind of stuff. Like it's a beautiful camera.
1: I mean, you look at cameras, like, but I'm not there of- yet. Yeah, you look at, like, a camera series from whole, like, you can find, you know, from all the way, like, low-end budgeting to, like, you know, whatever $8,000 camera that company's offering. It's, like, it's one of those things. There's, A, a camera for anyone, and, B, I mean, you just have so many options. So
0: many options. And each each does something
1: different. Some do, you know, something specifically better than others, but...
0: The prosumer market is so... Hot right now. That's no, like, insane. That's where, like, obviously entry level, whatever. That's always kind of been a thing. If you just want to get a camera, use your iPhone at this point. But it really, for me, quality level, it goes iPhone and then Prosumer, then Pro, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and then all of like the yeah. cheap, like whatever knockoff point and shoot cameras you can use, whatever, right?
1: Oh my gosh, I'll you'll I'll get ads for like some like oh like discounted Sony cameras and like. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you can easily tell they're just cheap knockoffs. Oh, 100%. It's like.
0: Ugh. Well, and then Sony, obviously they used to be. And then they fell out because Canon stepped in, mm. Blackmagic stepped in, Red stepped in. And. Which, the Red Komodo being. I would consider that a prosumer camera. Yeah, I know. Because it's so cheap. There's a lot
1: of people using that more, actually. Oh, my gosh.
0: I and mean, it's beautiful. What is. Oh, I mean, okay. 8K RAW uncompressed. Like, mm. Or you can do 12K. No. It's 6K oversampled.:
1: uh, I was going to say 12K. Holy shit.:
0: No, yeah, yeah, 6K oversampled, so I guess it's 4 It's a 6K image squeezed into a 4K mm-hmm. box or whatever. so. but uh, yeah, like so many people using these cameras, and then Sony was like, shoot, we want to get back into the cinema industry, So then they just out of nowhere, dropped the updated version of Sony Venice. I did see that. And it's been like a standard. The mm-hmm. past year, probably, like everybody's been like, every indie filmmaker and their mom has been like, get the Sony Venice. Do you know uh, Danny Gavir- Gavirtez? Gavirtez, he's a YouTuber. Oh uh, no. Oh, okay. Do you know who Maddie Hapoya
1: is? No. Wow. Peter McKinnon. What is no. a quiz? <laughs> I'm just like, I will say I am not on YouTube as much. Let as me I
0: am. let I me today. point you to those three people. Yeah, but anyway,
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to do some homework. For Danny podcast. Gavirtez
0: dropped a series. Okay on youtube because he was a youtuber first who then j- just recently made his first feature film and he dropped a four-part documentary series that followed the production of that movie which the movie's not out yet but it follows the production of the movie probably the best filmmaking documentary i've ever seen
1: that's actually super
0: cool. and it came out like the the movie was shot earlier this year and then like a couple months later they just released this documentary that's like insane Nonetheless, they use the Sony Venice. Oh. That's
1: that roundabout oh, yeah. story right, okay. to get okay. to that. I, I, see, I see where you went with this. Yeah, no, sure. I'll, I'll have to do some homework. Send me some names to look at.
0: For sure. So recently, I've been seeing filmmakers getting back into, like, produ- professionals mm-hmm. getting back into film production, like, as in shooting on film. What are your thoughts on that?
1: So, personally,. I think it's cool. I mean, I feel like every once in a while, you see it in every industry, people always go back to something. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, whether it's just for the aesthetic of it or just, like, they like the vintage film look in this case. One of those things, I mean, I mean, there's definitely talented individuals out there that can make some pretty cool stuff with that. So it's one of those things where it's, like, super excited to see. Um, I don't know about you. Uh, one thing I always see now is, like, people, like, just going around with film cameras to events and stuff. Um... And that that I'm like yeah I'd buy I'd buy a film camera
0: yeah I'm into it and I'm no, into I, it I I, I totally say the, yeah. I totally agree with it super I, cool
1: so do you
0: well that I mean that was my question do you think no. film is dead but it's not
1: no um, no
0: and and I, I I definitely concur with that statement especially like obviously you're saying on like a lo, like a more common day to day basis photographers are just really getting into the film look again okay. and also the craft the art that it takes to be a film photographer oh 100 you don't
1: you don't get to view your image after you take it i mean yeah nowadays people you know abuse the hell out of photoshop lightroom for everything oh, which yeah. i mean it's the only way to do it now. call
0: me guilty oh, i do it oh, 100%. But
1: no every every photographer at least like hope every photographer is using all those tools that they have one of those things though where it's not like you know, we're in a streaming digital age and we're going back to, you know, eight tracks and CDs. Yeah. It's one of those things where, uh, I mean, shoot, fil- filming on film, super hard and Very extremely, hard. like, high ceiling for it, but I'm, I'm excited with some of that stuff.
0: Well, I mean, there's so, I mean, there's just so many, like, crazy techniques and I've noticed, like, the film, mm-hmm. artists specifically, but obviously in film, it forces people to be, or to, like, become ingenuitive. Right? Like, mm-hmm. for instance, uh, the new Batman movie. They loved it. Were phenomenal. Dude, so good. But Greg Fraser and Matt Reeves, oh, and their colorist, mm. all sat down on a table and were like, this is the look we want. And they're like, that's impossible. And he's like, no. And here's how. And like, they just came up with this insane process of filming it on the area Alexa. They filmed it on the Arri- digital, basically color graded it, put it onto film skipped bleach I didn't know that. scanned it back to digital final color grade hmm. and that's what gave it that like super undersaturated contrast you Yeah, no, look.
1: I did not know that but
0: but to, to, like that speaks so many volumes to filmmakers say this is what i want so let me come up with a creative solution to achieve
1: that i mean yeah it's always one of those things where it's like people be like yeah there's no way we can accomplish that but i mean there'll always be there's people always a way.
0: huh <laughs> there's always a way Oh, there's
1: always a way and somebody's gonna i mean find some creative way to do something i mean yeah no we live in.
0: i agree I, I i you gotta love the film industry i mean obviously there's like i don't i don't get to sit down and talk with filmmakers very often right like a lot of uh, here recently which i've loved because it's called creative digest it's not just filmmakers obviously that's that's the mode i fall into and so it's uh it's been it's this is a good i like this this is i i enjoy talking to somebody else who classifies himself as a filmmaker thank you um and a good one
1: Uh, a darn good uh, one do you have any workout right now do you have any like um, not really. I mean, right now, everything's either for individuals or, I mean, school projects, stuff like that. But I'll just, I mean, every once in a while for fun. I'm not working on anything too crazy. Um, okay. honestly, it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like right now it's just all, I've been doing a lot more photography than filming. But
0: yeah, and I, I find myself in that scenario as well. Um, yeah, I say that loosely though, because, mm-hmm on my like on my personal youtube channel i've been trying to like challenge myself to really just create something every single week like just the discipline of creating um and so like the the goal is more find a problem find the solution and then film everything in between right that's the premise of the video so innately it starts feeling a lot like a casey neistat video but that's not the goal but it just does based on problem equal solution
1: i like that no i like that i mean for me it's one of those things where it's definitely i do need to go out and you know film more things or be more like film even if i'm filming you know 10 second segments being able to create something from that Mm -hmm. i feel like is extremely useful skill to have definitely i would say for me right now it's a lot of working on oh excuse me (laughs) (laughs) yeah talked for way too long um one of those things where it's like a lot of editing i -hmm. mean i feel like that's what it's been a lot recently
0: yeah, like, I mean, there's a lot of, like, specifically, there's, like, a lot of disciplines and stuff that uh, classes are, like, forcing me to jump into. Yeah. Um, I mean, for instance, like, obviously screenwriting. Like, you know, this is a new muscle that I haven't flexed before, but I'm doing it so much. But I started noticing that, like, the other things, like photos and mm-hmm. videos, were starting to suffer because I was only focusing on, like, one specific thing.
1: What, so I had uh, to be... What screenwriting class you in?
0: Uh, it's intro to screenwriting with uh, Sean. I always forget his last name. Sean Ares. Hmm. Uh,
1: I, I had a I had some like writing, uh, screenplay writing. There was a professor, master. Actor, i forget his mm. first name.
0: Did you guys write much?
1: Uh, we it was weird. We did like three different like parts of like writing for like screenplays mm.
0: and,
1: But. Did yeah, you ever did you
0: learn about Blake Snyder's beat sheet?
1: I don't
0: think we have. Whoa. Really? No. That's very. That, just give it a Google sometime. we Will do. Blake Snyder's Beat Sheet is so valuable. Once mm-hmm. you learn that, then you'll never be able to watch a movie. Okay. Like, right. whenever you're talking about, yeah. like, the techniques and audio and sound, once you learn that there's oh, technique behind story structure...
1: Oh, oh, uh, oh. I know, I, okay, I do know about that. Yeah. I haven't heard it from that name, but story structure and... Yeah, no.
0: Like the break into Act <clears throat> 3 and yep, like this yep, moment right yep, here yep, is the no, all seems yep, lost. Yep. And like, yeah, so now anytime I watch any movie, I'm just everything's like, everything's so yep, predictable. And that was the catalyst. And now we're mm-hmm. about to go into the debate and then this and that and the other. And well, then it's just...
1: Um. Have you seen Murder on the Orient Express? Yeah, that... Literally, literally I knew exactly what was happening. Ten minutes into that film. Yeah.
0: That, uh, immediately. Any of those movies, obviously, are okay, super... But, no, but yeah, those types of
1: movies are super predictable. I, I mean... I was like, oh, man. Like, it was a good movie, but, like, yeah. immediately, like... I, I wrote it down uh, when we were there.
0: Oh, good. And
1: then, like, afterwards, I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. I literally, when it happened, I looked at my phone and just checked it off, and I was like, yep.
0: Yep. Yep. The, uh... I forget what movie... What I was watching the other day. Oh, I was watching this movie, 21. I had some friends over... Uh, it, and a hot take, ugh, don't cancel me. It had Kevin Spacey in it, but, um,
1: I see him every once in a while in something or something like older, and I'm like,
0: Oh, yeah, oh, you yeah, existed.
1: He he, he he was like a prevalent actor. Yeah, for like you were a like, like a decade.
0: famous. Yeah.
1: So Kevin Spacey was in it,
0: and some other like one off actors and actresses, and it was, uh, it was extremely mid movie, horribly written. It's called 21. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember like literally 20 minutes into the movie, I was like with a group of friends and I was like, this is going to happen. Here's who's dying. Here's how this is going to play out. This guy's going to turn on them in this way. And then like, they were like, no. And then it happens. Yeah. And then I'm like, and then like, there was this one moment where it's like a heist movie and they like handed him a bag. And instantly I was like, look at her purse. They like, mm-hmm. he doesn't have the right bag. It was a bait and switch. And then they're like, no, it's not that easy. And then they ran outside bait and switch. I was like, yeah, of course, like these mm-hmm. guys are idiots. Like,
1: and I mean, it's one of those things where, like, you normally—I mean—as a regular, uh, regular person—as a know, muggle, if you yeah, will—as <laughs> as a, as a civilian—it's um, one of those things where it's like when it comes to like continuity and stuff, you're not always paying attention to it. But then it's like you know, it gets things like Game of Thrones where there's a shot oh with my a gosh, Starbucks, Starbucks cup. Starbucks cup. Yep. Yes. Uh, just, I don't know why that was the first. Uh, no, that's a great example, that though. go to my head, I feel like a lot of people get that. But it's like it's stuff like that where it's like. I mean, I definitely didn't notice it my t- first time watching it. But oh no! It's also like, oh, there's Starbucks cup
0: there. Yeah, there's a Starbucks. So that and uh, my bro, my brother and his wife were watching, um, the Gilmore Girls at one time, yep. and I just happened to like was the- we were at their house and it was on, so I was watching with them. Literally like within the first five minutes, I was like, there's a boom, there's a boom pole in the shot. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what? I said, no, rewind, look. And then we paused it. I'm like, boom pole, <laughs> like, and they were like, ah, oh, I never saw that. I'm yeah. like, how do you not see that, like? It is just a screaming error. It's because
1: we're looking for it. We
0: are looking for it. We're lo- we're, we're trying to I would, find... I
1: would, I, would, I would never, nor do I ever want to consider myself a, fri- a film critic, um, but...
0: I am now, yeah, sadly. You,
1: you, see, you see some sh- stuff. You see some stuff. <laughs> it's bad,
0: dude. Um, I was going to say something off of that, and I
1: completely blanked. Is this still rolling? Yeah. Let's go. I don't know why I keep looking over at that. No, like, no I, I just keep want... looking at both cameras, and it's one of the... I, I will never be an actor because I would just keep, like, eyeing the camera to the side. Speaking of, I've been wanting to get into acting. Really? That might be, like, weird, but I think it would be a ton of fun. See, I, I agree, kind of. Um, For me, it's one of those things I just, like... You can tell me infinitely, like, what to do. Awesome. I'll get my best at it. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things when working on, like, a student film uh, and being the director for it. Dude, sometimes like having you know amateur cast yeah can be the most frustrating thing ever. Oh, I'm sure. Hundred percent. Sorry, quick, quick vent off of that, cause yeah, but it's one of those things where it's like I could never see myself being an actor. Yeah. No,
0: that is tough. But hey, if you have any films coming up and uh, you already have the oh DP yeah. position filled, let me know. If I need I'll some act.
1: cast. I got you. I'll act. Yeah. Hell yeah.
0: We'll we'll stretch we'll stretch the acting legs. The the legs that mm-hmm. have literally never walked before.
1: No. I'll be like if it's like we'll do like a class film thing and I'm like somebody asked me to be their actor, I'll be like, sure. Can't guarantee it'll be a good performance, but I'll try.
0: I love it. What is something that you like learned here that you feel like you could have learned somewhere else?
1: All of my editing knowledge.
0: Okay.
1: I feel like it's one of those things where I mean, like, I brought this up earlier. There's there's certain things that, like, you, you learn at school, and it might be one of those things where you might never learn at school. You might learn it, like, in the actual, like, real, like, world, like, working on a film set. Yeah. But I feel like it's one of those things where it's, like, when it comes to specific content, like, if you're trying to, let's say you've never used, like, Adobe Premiere before, um, and, you know, you have, like, a little montage of clips that you want to throw together. You can go to YouTube, literally Google anything, and you'll learn how to do it. Might take, you know, an hour of your day, but you'll now know how to do that. And then that you can slowly build off of. You can start getting into, you know, certain effects, after effects, whatever. I feel like that's the the more replaceable stuff. And I don't know about you. I, I'm kind of glad that's something that's not really focused on in class. I just thought me.
0: about Taylor Swift. I'm sorry. No, you're. Good. You just said I don't know about you, so I said I'm feeling 22 in my head. Uh, so <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're good.
1: You're good. Uh, good reference, but it's one of those things where it's like I'm glad they don't really teach about that because I mean so many people already have a baseline for it. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's that's my answer. No,
0: that's a great answer. I love that answer. Um. Yeah, I. Whenever I like learn things on YouTube, I uh. I try to be like really intentional about like instead of whenever I learn a technique, whenever I learn, Mm -hmm. you know, let's say it's a transition or, you know, whatever, right? Back or let's say really early in my film career when I was like learning how to do whip pans and stuff like that. Like instead of waiting to make like a, a 20 minute short film and then implementing the techniques I learned, I would literally just make like a 30 second snippet of like whatever mm-hmm. just to practice that technique now the in the amount of videos like that i have that have like never seen the light of day is insane just because it's like yeah, no facts.
1: like mm-hmm. i was like
0: learning you know i just got um you know some like new lav mics and i'm like well how do you hide these properly how do you you know like where should i put it on the body so that it sounds the cleanest whatever right and so like those types of things and so instead of waiting until I like am on set or I'm in an interview type setting, uh, like with a client, and I'm having to figure these things out. Mm. I just put myself in a like I just like grabbed a scene from my movie that I'm writing, and I'm like, cool, turn this into a phone call scene and make the mo-, like make the yeah. scene, but using that mic strictly, right? Those types of things, and it was like a, an exercise to like figure out how to like use a new technique that I learned, whether it be from YouTube or like new gear and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, also, like, stuff for, like, that always stresses me out the most. Using, like, new gear, trying to figure out how I should use it. Or even, like, if I'm working on, like, a new scene, something like that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The amount of time I put into, like, the pre-production for, like, specific scenes like that is insane. Because I always fear, like, I'm going to show up to, like, a s- certain spot. There's not going to be, like, something that I, like, it's going to be different than what I, like, was shown. Mm-hmm. And I'm always just like so scared that i'm like I'm not gonna have like a backup plan for whatever reason that that's that's no like, yeah yeah
0: for for audio and like I
1: like uh, just audio's easy I love audio I love audio I can too. Do that any day of the week
0: and i was uh I was laying in bed last night mm. and I have a buddy from Miami who is about to make a movie and he's oh, he who's awesome. looking i uh, I'm actually gonna be the d p for it, but I'm gonna provide mm-hmm. some of the other gear like audio and stuff um which I'll talk to you more about this off-podcast, but uh, about the shoot and the needs that he has. So he was talking about audio, or I was thinking about audio, and I'm like, how how do I want to mic this up? Like I, have the, like, I now have the control of how to mic this up. But then I'm also like, how do I... Like, what do I want to use as my redundancy? What do I want to mm-hmm. use as whatever? And so I started thinking, and I came up with, like, the most jerry-rigged solution. But I'm like, shoot, this might work. I'm literally, like... Putting the, at least my thought, is, is put mm-hmm. the, the lav mic on the boom pole, right? The lav mic on the boom pole with my shotgun mic. Shotgun mic running into my regular audio recorder. And then the l- lapel mic sending straight to my camera. I love that. So that I technically could have clean audio mm-hmm. right out of camera. Like, yeah. on the timeline, clean audio. Or... If that doesn't work, then I have the redundancy being mm-hmm. sent to the audio recorder and it's still slated.
1: I love that. I mean I haven't had to J rig anything like that. Like the worst thing came up, like off the top of my head is the uh light stand I was using. Okay. Uh, the like uh base of it wouldn't wanna stay open. I kept wanting to collapse on itself when like the light was on it. And I mean all I had was, you know, roll gap tape. So just
0: Gaff tape.
1: Wrap that bad boy around it enough times to where just wouldn't fall anymore, and we just pretended that nothing yeah. happened.
0: Do we? Does the does the school here have any Benro Benro tripods, or is everything here Manfredo? There
1: Do you are, know? I I don't know off the top of my head. I would be surprised if there wasn't any.
0: Okay, because I'm, I'm not sure. I just need to like I need to talk to I need to talk to Kenneth
1: actually, but my guy.
0: Yeah, Kenneth Allen. He's he's a top tier human being. Oh, yeah. Um, I just
1: came back from class actually before oh, my... his class. Yeah, what class is it? Film and TV production.
0: Oh, shoot. Okay, now so. keep it, keep it, keep it straight, and then we go right into radio production. Well, hey, here we are, radio yeah. production. You're getting it live. Uh, you 100%. know, <laughs> the uh, no, but particularly my, my Benro tripod. Right, mm-hmm. I have one personally. The flip lock is broken on one of the legs. Okay, which is like the yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I have been emailing. This is just my gripe. This is my gripe to Benro USA. They have. I've emailed them. Mm-hmm. Benro USA, at parts. That's where you should be going to get replacement parts. Because you can't just buy replacement parts on their website. They don't make it that easy. I have to send in my serial number to my tripod to prove that mm. I own a Benro tripod. Because there is no resale market yeah. for Benro. Like, they don't want you to be able to go Okay, good. Amazon. I thought my hand was in the way. Yeah, they don't want you to be able to go onto Amazon and... Like just buy something, so which that's which fine
1: sometimes amazon's clutched for that like literally I literally have a pack of like ten like bait place screws for my camera mm-hmm. just for like because I lost one one time
0: mm. yeah, So now
1: I have nine more yep, if I ever lose one yeah i those are, I lose those all the time it's like six bucks for, like well because a pack there's, of 10, those, like, there's awesome.
0: those like there's those like little rubber pieces in mm-hmm. your quick release plate to keep the screw from falling out, right, and that's how you change out sizes depending on the camera like the yeah. the thread size and uh Obviously, most are eighth-inch, mm-hmm. whatever. But they, all the time, I lose the rubber piece, which inherently makes me lose my screws. It's ridiculous. Hardware. 53 Hardware. minutes. Yeah. We've, been, we've been really... We've been... we've been going. Um, and I, I don't... I th- there's somebody else who's after me in this room mm-hmm. at 6, but I've never seen them. Huh. I've never seen them, and I've been in here after 6 before. But supposedly, there's supposed to be somebody in here.
1: With that, that problem.
0: With that being said, yes, we sadly have to cut it off at fifty-five minutes. I hate it. No. I hate doing that, but trust me when I say you'll be back on. Oh, you'll I'm be back. Exci- I'm
1: excited for you. You'll be I'll back look. on the
0: podcast. There might there might be another guest here with us. I don't know. Yeah. You can put that together if you will. Prime sponsor us, Aiden. Thank any final
1: any final thoughts? Um, though? Any final
0: thoughts? What do you got for us? What
1: what do, you, what do you want to tell the world? Man, I'm like I could think of something like clever. I, putting me on the spot
0: actually yeah know. this is um, yep, that's the podcast <laughs> and
1: i can't even go back to prime sponsoring a uh, townhouse pita bread sponsor us
0: uh <laughs> uh somebody else
1: yeah i don't know no.
0: i love it no aiden thanks for being on today Thank thanks for taking me. time oh yeah i okay. know you were your, your schedule was a little rushed but i appreciate it yeah, uh, make sure that you go to the spotify the apple podcast and now on youtube this is a video form Woo-hoo! Subscribe, follow so that you never miss an episode, and make sure that you tune in next week when
1: Aiden figures
0: out how to do a backflip off of this desk.
1: It's one that you're going to want to stay around for. It's going to be awesome. Uh, definitely go to the YouTube, watch it out there. Uh, you can watch me looking at my camera way too much, making sensual eye contact. Sensual? Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> I didn't get any of that. Yeah, no, we're, uh, this is eventually going to turn into an ASMR. Just get ready for it.
0: During this episode of Creative Digest, we did have some technical difficulties. There were some sample rate issues when recording the podcast. So that is your precursor. You have been warned. There are some audio issues, but the content is still great. Um, And me and Aiden Britton talk for a good 55 minutes. And it is just pure content. And uh, I hope you guys can still enjoy it.